Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Welcome to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and thank you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation right here over the nation's largest platform for talk, and that is Red State Talk Radio, also the most listened to throughout the world. And I want to thank all of you for making this show as popular as it has become. And I want to encourage you, as uh, the country begins to wake up again, violence will begin to go away because, hey, quite frankly, everybody's tired of it, okay? Everybody's just, we're just sick and tired of it. And so that's why it's going to go away. Not because of the politicians uh, wanting it to go away. It's going to go away because... We're sick and tired of it. We want it to go away. Why? Because we want to live our lives fully again, as boldly as we always have in the past. And hey, we will survive. We always have. We'll go on. So let's get over it. Let's do our thing. Okay. There's much love lost, and there's um, a lot of time that has been wasted. And all of us, all of us need to fall in love with America again. As uh, you many times start over and fall in love with people again. We all need to fall in love with America again and the principles what made this nation what it is. I will caution you, though, because I am a minister of the gospel, first and foremost. That's who I am. Okay? I am so proud of this president for um, the peace accord. It's called the Abraham Accord. And there's a lot to go with that. I'm going to talk about that a little bit here uh, before the top of the hour, the next hour, when California Ted Hayes will be on with me. Now, I got to warn you. Before I get back to what I'm going to warn you about here with this peace accord, California Ted sometimes can be a loose cannon. You know, any of you have been listening to the show for a while, California Ted hadn't been on with me since the last year. Uh, since all of this COVID thing has occurred, I don't think so. I don't think he was on with me when I was uh, in Denver. Um, but California Ted, it can be a loose cannon, so just... All I'm saying is be ready. (laughs) Now, the warning from the preacher. And you want to make note of this this passage of scripture. Just look at it, escape it. I mean, and uh, escape it, study it. First Thessalonians five, three. First Thessalonians five, three. It's a um, 
For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman, as labor pains, labor pains upon a woman with, a, with child, and they shall not escape. I am, I am very proud of this president. I tweeted out just a little bit ago. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rev, at Rev C.L. Bryant. Um, I tweeted out just a little bit ago that uh, this president keeps moving forward. He reminds me of a, a halfback or a fullback who is trying to advance the ball. I never played fullback. I played, I was defensive back. My job was to make sure that if the fullback or the halfback got past the line, you know, I had to stop him. Okay. Now, this president reminds me of that fullback so that you have the imagery. He gets hit, keeps getting hit constantly, but yet he leans forward with the ball. That, my friends, is the uh, mark of a John Riggins type of, uh, and all you guys, uh, well, I know all of you who are, you know, in your uh, 40s and 50s, you remember John Riggins from the Redskin days when they wore the Redskins. I, I just re- refuse to say anything else. Hey, listen, find me. If you find me for that, we're go- I'm going to make you famous. I'm telling you. <laughs> if if any of you ever get fined for calling the, the the Washington Redskins the Redskins by any government entity or any I want you to let me we'll make them famous. <laughs> Talk about a breach of freedom of speech. Are you kidding me? But friends, here we go. He he, he falls forward. He reminds me of a a a fullback who keeps getting hit every time you hand, every time he grabs the ball, every time he is handed the ball, his job is to take it through the hole, baby. You know, let's get the yardage. Trump's that guy. You keep hitting him. They keep, the, the media keeps pounding him. But yet he keeps leaning and moving forward. This is historic. This is, Peace Accord, this Abraham Accord, as it's being called. And isn't it awesome to watch the words of Scripture come to absolute life? I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. Abraham, you will be a blessing to all nations. Are you hearing me? Those are the words of Almighty God, his promise. To his faithful servant, Abraham, and to all who would believe that promise. And hey, I got to tell you guys, I got to tell all of y'all something. I'll say it from, I'll, I'll tell the world. I believe that promise. That's why I am a friend of Israel. I will always be a friend of Israel. I will always be a friend of God. And I can only pray that God will be a friend of mine. He promised he would be if I was faithful to him. And so I'm faithful. And I think that this agreement that we're seeing is an incredible, an accomplishment. Trump should get the Nobel Prize 
for this alone. I doubt he will, but he should. Obama got the prize for being black. To me, if you gave me something just because I was black, that would be the most condescending thing you could possibly do. My grandfather would want to reach from the grave and slap you for it. Obama got a Nobel Prize for being black. He had certainly not accomplished anything other than being black, being favored by the media, and being the perfect candidate of deception for the American people. Two terms. Deceived you two terms. What did he do? What happened? Nothing. He got Ben Lawton, but Bush sat fed up. And, of course, I give Barack the credit. I mean, you know, hey, he pulled the trigger. I give him the credit. But the fact of the matter is, Bush set that up. If Trump is voted out of office, God forbid. But if Trump is voted out of office, God forbid. The economy is going to get better for a brief time before Joe Biden wrecks it. And that brief time that it gets better, it's going to be Joe's economy if Joe is in the White House but then Joe's going to ruin it but it would have been Trump's who Trump who set it up and that's what happened with the Bin Laden thing and and Barack it, it was it was uh, W who set it up George W who set it up but of course Barack got to pull the trigger so Beware here in these next few years as other Arab nations seek to join this Abraham Accord. And the beauty of this is the the brilliance of Mike Pompeo putting together something like this is that all of the Jews and the Arabs are descendants of Abraham. All of them who profess the Judaism or Islam, they are both claimants to be descendants of Abraham. They can make that claim. According to scripture and according to their own Uh, writings. They are descendants of Abraham. He is the great uh, patriarch of three religions. Abraham, the whole world, all of the nations. This was God's promise. You can say it was 4,000 years ago, nearly 4,000 years ago. This was God's promise to a man that Moses wrote it down because God told him what happened here. The Jews, of course, can verify it. Friends, do you understand you are seeing, and and Michelle, we got to get Paula, get Paula White on the line for me. Not today, not today, I can't do it today. But of course, we got California Ted coming in. Uh, Paula couldn't come on in the spur of the moment anyway, but 
get Paula on when I come back live next uh, week. Because we must talk about this Abraham Accord with her. Uh, Get uh, also Pastor Rodney. Get Pastor Rodney on as well. I'm going to talk with him about it. This president has been the most um, pro-faith president that we have ever seen. And my question is this. To those who still have some common thread of sense. In light of everything you have seen and discounting the fact that there is nothing that he could have done other than what he did to to protect our nation who had never, ever faced anything like this before. And quite frankly, folks, the hysteria is way out of bounds. I got to tell you that. The hysteria is way out of bounds. We have faced, conquered, and survived so many things that were worse than this. And, and, and there are people who are saying that those of us who are, are, you know, just jumping forward and jumping out there like we're doing, we're science deniers and all of this type of things. No, no, we're not. And, and when the president said uh, that, you know, the science is could be wrong the other day and then you have the scientists coming on saying the science is right. Uh, no, no, it could be wrong. The president and I don't want him to his. I know that. Believe me, I know who the handlers are. I know what the deal is. A lot of times they like to say, well, you can't say that. Why not say that? Science is a theory. All science, except for proven fact, except for where science has proven things to be fact, like the distance from the sun to the earth, proven fact. But the whole idea, even the makeup of what we call H2O, That's a scientific formula. That's not really what it is. Okay, that's not what that's God calls it water. Science calls it H2O. That's their theory on what water is. But I'll wait until he gives me the truth about what it is. And so when we think about this, I want you to think about this with me. When the president says the science could be wrong on climate change. And then you got this scientist coming on saying, well, you know, we've had category five hurricanes increasing for the last 50 years. Well, the theory then has to yield to what happened 50 years before that. Or 50 years before that. Because, quite frankly, if you go back 50 years before that, there was no industrial revolution. There was no gas powered engines to the magnitude that we have now. And if you had those type of catastrophic uh, storms that came and destroyed stuff, and there is ample evidence that there were major storms that came and destroyed stuff long before we were driving cars. In fact, probably before we had horse and buggy. What caused that? Was that climate change? Probably was, but it was a cyclical thing. It was something that happened because of what? 
because that's what happens. That's what happened. And friends, we must never, ever relent. We must never relent to the religion of science. Applaud it when it's right on its theories, but challenge it when it tries to control your thought. Oh, I wish you could hear me. I wish you'd hear me. Challenge it when it is trying to control your thought. And that's what this is all about. They're trying to control our thoughts. And we don't need that in any way, shape, or form. So when the president says that, uh, you know, the science could be wrong, well, he's right. The science could be wrong as far as climate change is concerned. It could be cyclical, like it has been since the beginning of time, because quite frankly, I know that there were, we all, we all accept the fact that there were large creatures here, called them dinosaurs, on this earth, something wiped them out. Something happened. Was it climate? Was it an asteroid? Who knows? But don't you be holier than thou as scientists taking the stance that you can't be wrong because the science, because someone says the science could be wrong. The science has been wrong before, you know. So Abraham Accord is awesome, but beware of all of the things, beware of everything that is taking shape now because of this one scripture that I, I, uh, there's, there's a warning here and you have to take it. I want you to read it all in context. Okay. Uh, read that entire chapter, read the entire, read the book of first Thessalonians. You'll get, um, the entire context of what this is saying, but it does say it. It gives you, it's, it's a warning hidden here when it appears that peace is breaking out. The president is aware of it because I'm sure Paula has told him, Michelle, get Paula. We got to have her next week. I'm CL. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. California Ted Hayes coming up at the top of the hour. You don't want to miss that. Sometimes Ted can be a loose cannon, but we're going to let him loose here today so that he can roll about on the deck of the ship. I'm going to get out of his way so I don't get my legs broken. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm C.L.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you. Fantastic day it is in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And long may she, oh glory, forever wave right here in America. American patriot, patriotism, the word, say it. Say it. Say patriot. That's what I am. I'm a patriot. I love my country. And hey, listen, I met, uh, oh, it's been several years ago now, um, Minister, Prime Minister Netanyahu. Let me tell you something. Trump was accused of uh, using the word nationalist and being a nationalist. Well, hey, let me tell you, I'm a nationalist. And if you are looking, if you're going to be watching the signing uh, of this bilateral uh, meeting that's happening with the USE and uh, with foreign ministers, the UAE, UAE, United Arab Emirates, uh, foreign ministers, you, you are going to see people who are, all of them are nationalist. In fact, uh, you're going to see every one of them on the stage, including the president, who's nationalist. I'm a nationalist. You should be. But somehow the the left wants us to think that nationalist is a dog whistle for racist or a Nazi or or something like that. Don't let them lead you down that kind of path. What has happened to you? Huh? You you weren't so easily. um, What's the word? You weren't so easily cowed down before. Oh, I'm talking to my Caucasian friends. But I, I, you need to wake up again and just be yourself. Just be you. Don't care what what people think of. This is the great nation that we have here. And 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 who, I don't care who says what against how it was founded or whatever. I'm glad it was. And I think everybody living in this country, and when you think about the all-you-can-eat buffets, you know, which is a, a direct product of capitalism <laughs> yeah if you if you are got your little fat self sitting down at the all you can eat buffet right now and no i'm not fat bashing anybody but if that's where you are right now if you're wherever you are right now eating enjoying an american meal you might be listening to the show on replay what have you yeah i was talking about you and i'm talking about you now if you're enjoying it Thank capitalism for it, because people who come here from socialist countries, when they go into your all you can eat uh, dining places. Tears come to their eyes. I know it because I've seen them. I've seen it happen. A little Korean lady from South uh, South Korea. North, she had come out of North Korea. She'd gotten out of North Korea. 
and she'd come here and we were back we were living in California at the time and um, she was put in our charge and we took her to an all-you-can-eat restaurant and um, I mean it was just she was just tears just tears were just running down her face we we asked her um, Ling uh, what what what's the matter and tearfully sobbing almost, she said, I've never seen so much food in one place feeding so many people. And then she was knocked out that she could load the plate. You should have seen how she loaded her plate. I kept telling her, uh, you can go back. You can, you can go back. My, my wife, uh, at the time, Jane, was uh, was saying, you can go back. She couldn't believe what she had on the plate, let alone the idea that she could go back and fill the plate again once you paid the capitalist price for the produce. So what am I saying? I'm saying, my friends, that we live in the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest one that has ever existed, and I cannot fathom the idea of voting this president who understands capitalism, who understands business and progress more than this one for someone like Joe Biden. Are you, have you lost? Have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? Okay. Joe's failing. He's beginning to fall. He's beginning to fade. Uh, I think the wear and tear of campaign like this is beginning to beat him up pretty good. And at, uh, quite frankly, hey, folks, at 77, you should be chilling somewhere. You should be, uh, you know, doing your thing, chopping wood. Go ahead and do that. Reagan used to do it. You know, go out and chop the wood, keep your mind clear of like that. Don't eat a lot of bread, you know, because that's what clogs your mind up. That's what clogs those things up in your head. Yeah, cut bread out and your memory begins to return. Mine's beginning to return. Oh, I had bad memory. Cut out bread. Memory began to return. That's what Reagan loved bread, I, I understand. When he died, he didn't know who he was. But. Before all of that happened, he was a perfect example of American president. So, my friends, this is where we are. We're seeing history being made. If I were you, I would record it so that uh, you're going to be able to refer back to it. And be certain to download, if you are listening on Terrestrial, uh, at the replay at all of this show. And if you're listening to me live, be sure to download free the uh, C.L. Bryant Show app on your phones or iPhone devices, your favorite device. Because on this day, was this uh, in September? I told I referenced to you First Thessalonians five three. I've been able to do this over the course of six years that I've been on the show now that I've been doing the show. 
and um, I've, I've been able to to see things prophetically, tell you about it, and then go back and reference it later, what I said to you. I'm saying to you right now, and I certainly hope that um, I will still have a platform and, you know, hey, if this happens somewhere four or five years from now, I don't know if I'll even be on radio because I don't know if I want to want to be on radio, <laughs> you know, and, you know, in another year or two. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what may be going on in my life. I think this is something that I really like to do uh, for a long time, you know, opinionate on things and, and give you my opinion uh, or maybe write it. I don't know. But remember, I said this on this day. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail labor pains upon a woman who's about to bear a child and they shall not escape. Now, if the baby's coming, the baby's coming. Huh? Huh? When that head starts crowning, I'm telling you, uh, the baby's coming. But, but long before that starts happening, but, but, but long before that starts happening, you know, she goes through these, these pains. I, I've seen all types of life born into the world. Uh, horses, sheep, goat. Pigs, dogs. I've seen all of it born into life, into this world. And and all of us who come forth warm-blooded is mammals. The mother goes through travail, labor, contractions contractions maybe i don't know how painful it is for animals i don't know i know it's painful for for women but the contractions are all the same and that's what we're talking about here that's what we're talking about here as a woman who is in contraction who is in travail who's in labor with child you can't escape the results, the conclusion of what's happening. And like hypocrites, many times we are able to look at the sky, as Jesus said, and determine, you know, the weather. And then he calls you a hypocrite because you can do that. Oh, everybody's predicting what's going to happen with uh, this hurricane that's coming into the mouth of the Mississippi, which may very well flood New Orleans. But you can't look around you and there's people burning down things in the street of, of your, your, your city or your country. But yet you see an Abraham Accord being signed. You see that it, 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 it represents peace in a war-torn region of the world for uh, as long as anyone can remember who's alive. That's how long this has been going on. Uh, 
But the scripture warns us about the backstory. And so, friends, when we think about that, when we think about the backstory, when we think about what this truly represents, it represents the word of God beginning to come totally full circle. It's interesting to watch it unfold. It's incredible to watch it unfold. And uh, as Jan Markell says, no, it's, it's, it's not falling apart. It's coming together. It, no, no, the, the world is not falling apart. It may appear to be that way, but in God's reference point, in his purview, in the way that he has told us already, you can, if, if, if never before, preachers, and, and you preachers out there who will not get become politically involved, you are missing the most golden of all opportunities to have the word of God be real to your folks. But you have to be willing to take whatever crucifixion may come from those who say crucify him for saying what he's saying. Without the crucifixion, my clergy brethren, uh, there is no resurrection. You better hear me. Uh, you better hear me. Oh, you don't have to. I, I know some of you rather die than listen to what I'm saying, but you want to listen to what I'm saying anyway, don't you? You should. We should agree to disagree on this. Because, friends, I will always speak out against any minister who uses the fact that or, or the idea, no fact, there's no fact involved in it. That somehow politics and religion or politics and faith, the Christian faith in particular, should be separate. That's what you're saying. Oh, you'll you'll say that there should be no separation between church and state. But when I ask you to get involved with me or others in making political statements against the Caesars of this world, you run and hide cowards and they can only my dad and my dad had a third grade education but he was prof, he was profoundly wise and a lot of things that he would say it just didn't make sense to me until I got old enough to sort of walk a mile in his shoes and there were some things that dad would get fed up with and then he'd go and speak out about it and he had a very influential position in our community, you know. And sometimes people would tell him, you know, L.C., you, um, you, you might want to save that for another day there, brother. <laughs> because you could receive a, a lot of blowback, some flack on that. Man, you know, you could get turned, people could turn on you. Dad was like this. He always said this. He always said this. Of course, he become a, became a very proficient reader, you know, and everything. In, in spite of his, when he was growing up, he was very, he was illiterate, basically. He was, you know, he was illiterate until my mom taught him to read. And then he, he began to read everything. He had a great library and told me with those very words, son, read everything. And to this very day, every sign just about that I pass, unless I miss it, I'll read it. 
dad, when he was facing adversity, you know what he would say? And he was about to speak out against it. And preachers, I want you to hear this. Pastors, I want you to hear this. They can only kill me once. You're afraid of the crucifixion. Not realizing that God is able. Oh, I, I, hey, can I get just one somebody? God is able. You're afraid of the crucifixion. And you pastors had better see what's happening here. You Christians had better see what's happening here and understand that this is full circle. From the time that God gave a promise to Abraham that he would be a blessing to all the nations on the earth to the time of who? Donald John Trump, who has signed, is signing the Abraham Accord in the year 2020. That is based that year, the, the 2020 is based upon the birth of Christ. Doesn't matter if you're a Christian or a Jew or an atheist or a Muslim, a Buddhist, Hindu, Shinto, whoever you are. Agnostic you may be. You're going to put 2020 on, if you're an American, you're going to put 2020 on your tax return. Regardless of what you believe, you're going to put 2020 on your tax return. So God in his infinite wisdom knew that he set time into motion and that we, regardless of what we may think around the world, would still sing his praises. When we declare the turning of a new year. Oh, you try to put year of the rat on, on your tax returns. <laughs> you still sing his glory, atheist. Oh, you can stop. You can stop putting 2020 on whatever you want to. He'll still have his way. With or without you. The Abraham Accord is being signed. I'm CL. This is the CL Brian show. Hey, friends, California Ted Hayes is coming up. I told you, I told you, Ted Theodore can be a loose cannon. But Ted has been telling us exactly what was going to happen in California for years now on the CL Bryant show. He has been warning us for years now. He's coming along and, hey, I'm, I'm not, hey, Ted, I'm not going to be mad with you, brother. If you say, if you say, I told you also, I'm not going to be mad at you. I'm CL. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrifice 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I CL back with you. Should Joe Biden take a drug test? The president says uh, he would take a drug test. Uh, he wants to know if Joe Biden would take a drug test. <laughs> oh, I just love the way he does it. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, um, I, I never, you know, like I said, I, um, I trained, I'm a trained boxer and I have kept my skills sharp somewhat over the years but i never i never really relished it because i just don't like getting punched in the face who does but i'm used to it if you're gonna fight with if you're gonna if you're gonna spar with this president if you're gonna fight with him if you're gonna fight with him you you have to get used to the hook the hook the hook the hook comes from an angle that sometimes if, if you can if, if you can distract them with uh, a jab or a cross, you can you can slip the hook in there. And, it, and if you got a good hook, you got a good left or right hook, uh, depending on which hand is your stronger hand. You can drop your opponent if you catch him with it. The president is brilliant. He's a brilliant boxer, and, and, and that's why I, I said to people, no, Trump, uh, I don't know what type of, uh, you know, pugilist he would make in the ring you know, with his fist or whatever, but I do know this. He knows about boxing, and he is a, a fight fan. In fact, Mike Tyson will tell you that uh, when um, he was in jail, President, you know, Trump, well, you know, Donald Trump, D, 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 DJT, kept up, you know, in touch with him. So he knows he knows about fighting. So this this what I'm saying is this. To say something like this, to slip this to slip this in, this is this is a subtle this is a because Joe does appear to be drugged at times. He really does. I mean, this now, hey, I know I know people who are big time, have incredible clarity. In their 80s. And I know someone in their 90s, memory is clear as a bell, mind is clear as a bell, and I love to sit down and talk with them because they are a walking, talking history book. I absorb their knowledge. And that's what I'd like to be. But I don't think Joe Biden's ever going to be there. I think Trump is going to be very clear when he gets into it. Ten years from now, I think Donald Trump's mind is still going to be very clear. He he takes the measures to do it. You know. He wants Joe to take a drug test. 
And he says, I'll take one, too. This all comes uh, in an interview with Steve du- with um, uh, Peter Ducey. We've all watched Peter grow up. And um, he says, Joe Biden, he accused Joe Biden of taking something <laughs> to give him some clarity and repeated his call for the former vice president to take a drug test before their first debate later this month. I don't know which Biden, the president went on to say, is going to show up. Trump is uh, known to is is saying that during uh, an extensive interview on Fox, the president said he watched Joe during the debates uh, where they had 20 people on stage. And before they started calling him out, I watched him and he was a disaster. Uh So the president is thinking that Joe, who he calls, of course, low energy Joe, they give him something to sort of pep him up. And Trump replied, uh, you know, I do. He's taking something that gives him some clarity or or whatever. Uh, A lot of coffee, maybe. Yeah, maybe 15 cups. (laughs) But that might check you out. I mean, your heart would go into a rest or something. I don't know. We can't have a president. And and this 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 is a constant jabbing and hooking, constant jabbing and hooking. The president is constantly jabbing and hooking at this guy. He lets him come in. You fight fans out there. He lets him come in. And then he throws him back with a jab. He pushes him back with a jab. And we can't have a president, he finishes this up, who is mentally lost. Oh, take that. Take this with you. Boom. Take this with you. Boom. He's breaking him down. It's masterful to watch how he is a political pugilist. He's taking Joe, he's softening him. Shot here, shot there. He's softening him for the knockout punch that'll go through his face. He's softening him up. And it's a, if, if you like the beautiful science, as it has been called, of, of, of pugilism, of boxing, is the taking apart, breaking down of another man to conquer him physically with your own fist. This president, I'm telling you, is a pugilist a political pugilist. And I am, am becoming, am beginning to be very confident that when they square off on the stage, when they square off on stage on the 29th, I think it's 20, yeah, 29th of September, 
I think that he would have already psychologically beaten. And that's what he's doing right now. He's, he's actually doing what Ali used to do to his opponents before he got in the ring with them. And, of course, Trump uh, sat at the feet. I mean, definitely. Well, you know, I'm not saying they were friends or anything. I'm just saying is he watched how Ali did that. His, his opponents thought he was crazy. Because he would talk so much smack. His opponents thought he was crazy. America thought he's nuts. Crazy like a fox. It was all a psychological game so that when we got in there and we started throwing hands, I already had, I'm already in your mind. So he was, he, you know, and, 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 and it came so quickly. These, these shots that Trump throws at Biden, are, it comes so quickly and, and they should be expected, but they somehow Biden's campaign, they don't see him coming. They don't see it coming. What's what's about to happen? Their guy and Bernie Sanders is seeing it. Bernie Sanders sees it. We can see if there's anybody that has one last shot. It's Bernie, because if Trump regains the presidency, when Trump regains the presidency. And and I pray God would allow us to to grab the the House of Representatives, Americans, you must have the foresight to see that you have to get rid of those in the House of Representatives or the foolishness and the type of chaos in government that has been going on for these four years will continue. We don't have to have that. Reelect this president Snatch the gavel from Nancy Pelosi, which I feel, even if they she retained the House of Representatives, they're going to take it from her anyway. Dursey says uh, no. Uh, we had this conversation uh, a couple of nights ago. I don't can't remember where we were. I think we we're in Greenville, South Carolina, or somewhere. I said Nancy, uh, even if they keep control, they're, they're going to oust her. And Dursey says, I don't think she's ever going to lose that. We'll see. But let's just solve the problem. Let's settle it. Get rid of the Dems in power in the majority in the House. And you senators, Americans, you have to make sure that uh, Mitch McConnell comes back, returns speaker uh, as uh, the uh, speaker. Uh, the uh, majority, the majority leader in the house, in the Senate, majority in the Senate. With that, the nation itself will send to Bernie Sanders and Ocasio Cortez a strong message. Even though they have a following that will reelect them and reelect them in their little niche of a place that they are in, but their teeth will be snatched out of their mouths. They can't bite anything. They can only make noise. They can only roar. And in the days of the Abraham Accord, in the days of the Abraham Accord, it's important that we understand that we must keep Satan in perspective as God puts him in perspective. 
as a roaring lion that has no teeth. But he can still eat you. He can still gum you to death. He has a lot of claws scratch at you. If he gets close, he can hurt you. But the noise that he's making, don't let that, don't let that scare you. The noise that Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are making, and Bernie is very much afraid of what's happening here. You know what I'm saying? Bernie's very much afraid of what's happening with Joe. Joe uh, is showing to Bernie what Trump already sees. Joe is seeing in Bernie what Trump had already seen. What I have seen and told you about. Remember what I told you. He's a prop up. He's a cut out. Pop up. Candidate. The socialist Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Is the. Uh, true intended puppet. Joe is just somebody who is the vehicle to get her to the launching space. Point. He, he's he's the space shuttle. <laughs> I don't know. He's just taking her to orbit. I don't. You know, whatever. But it's all going to be detrimental to you if you don't wake up. You better wake up. Smell the coffee. See what's cooking. Oh, yeah. You better see what's cooking. You can smell it. You better see what it is. I'll be back after the top of the hour. You don't want to go away. You want to hang right tight where you are. California Ted Hayes coming up. On the other side of the break, C.L. Bryant Show will return. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. 
uh, greatest success story the world has ever known, still, even in the midst of everything that is going on. But hey, listen, it's up to you and it's up to how you are going to view things. And, uh, you know, I have had a friend now for several years. He, in fact, he helped me on a project that we did, uh, the L.A. Uh, the LA Homeless Project that uh, we did, we, we uh, were, were doing with Freedom Works. Ted uh, was a guide for us out there. We got that type of got that footage. And uh, I want to thank him for that. He has been a friend of mine. And all of you know that I I gave him the moniker here on the show, California Ted Hayes. But my good friend is Theodore Ted Hayes is uh, my very good friend, and he's a shaker and mover and activist, has been one for the homeless in California, in the Southern California area for many years, and of course all over the state and throughout the country and the nation. His message is strong. His message is one that sometimes is controversial, and as I tell you, Ted can be a loose cannon on the deck, but I love having him on the show. Welcome my friend, colleague, Ted Hayes, California Ted. What's happening, man? Thank you for being back. Thank you, Sam. It's been a long time. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I'm hearing you're coming through four by four, good buddy. Come on. Let me ask you this, Ted. You have written a piece about the matters of black lives. Let's go there. Let's jump off right there. Well, actually, what I've done is I'm in a uh, almost a three-month or so demonstration daily uh, here in Venice Beach, California. Um, it started on the COVID days um, when the politicians got intoxicated with COVID power and recognizing the homeless situation being what it is. And I called the White House uh, one week before COVID hit the uh, the news, and I asked them, so what are you going to do about the homeless and COVID and so forth? And they told me, don't worry, Ted, we have it under control. I said, well, I'm the guy out in California in L.A. that has moved this whole homeless thing forward, and I think that my, 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 my team and I should be in on any conversations about that. They said, well, it's classified. I said, well, then, pardon me, I'm an activist. I'm going to go ahead. I'm not going to sit on my hands and wait for the White House to resolve this issue. And I know you guys don't know what you're doing. I'm going to go ahead and do my activism thing and please convey to the president and the White House staff that I'm doing what I'm doing is not meant in any kind of way to embarrass or harm him or the presidency or anti-American in any way. They said, well, Ted, we know you are going to do what you got to do. I said, okay, fine. So what I did was I took my, I put on my roller skates and I took my American flag and I turned upside down and i started skating on venice beach up and down the boardwalk you you, you know where i'm at there oh yeah know. i know exactly and where you are man it's, let me stop ted, ted hold the story stop right there stop right there ted stop right there let me, let, me, let me add a little flavor to this right quick ted ted how old are you tell folks how old you are I'm 69. 69 years old. But he is a thing of absolute grace when you see him on those roller skates ted continue your story brother <laughs> Thanks for the PR. <laughs> I, I thank God for my health, to tell you that much. But but anyway, um, and of course the police would see me with my flag upside down and cause some controversy. And the reason why I turned the flag upside down, ladies and gentlemen, if you go to National Flag Code Section 8, it says that the flag should not be turned upside down except in cases of uh, dire distress of life and property and hence the nation. And so with that in mind, I began to do that. Then the Lord spoke to me and said, now, Ted, what I want you to do is, you know that hill where the sculptor is right there in Venice, right, yeah, Theo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, go sit 
on that hill with the flag upside down, and I'm going to bring people to you. I'm going to bring you gifts. And so I've been up there now every day for like uh, three months or so or more, and all kinds of people, black and white, have come. And I was doing this before the George Floyd incident. I have a big banner up that says, not Black Lives Matter, but the matters of black lives, because the movement Black Lives Matter has monolithized our people into an issue between us and the police when that is not the issue. And now I've talked to black people from all over the country, come here to Venice, from every city practically in the nation, and we talk about this. They take their pictures and we talk, and I say, well, how can we say to the police and everybody else, Black Lives Matter, when we kill 7,500 young black men every year in this country by the hands of black men. And they say, Mr. Hayes, you are absolutely correct about that. The only problem is, sir, we don't have a leadership or leader. I said, why did I got my black ass up on that hill for? I'm your new voice. And so we're in the process right now of organizing a nationwide body politic of young black men and women and, and, and what we call privileged white kids who are also supporting me in this matter, that we're going to form a functional body politic, and we want the President of the United States, by executive order, to turn the flag of the White House upside down, and every federal building, every military base, every consulate, every embassy, every seagoing vessel, until the matter the matters of black lives resolved. What I'm telling people, we can no longer allow this issue to be a fad. That's what it is, a fad. And Martin Luther King told us 57 years ago, he said, after racial unrest, if you go back to business as usual, you have a rude awakening. And we're in that rude awakening. And I'm determined to not allow this country to go backward. We're going to go forward with this thing. Awesome. That's where we're kind of at right now, sir. Awesome. You know what, Ted? Uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch uh, how, you know, your movement develops. I, I have watched with great glee uh, how your personal strength and how God has blessed you. And, and in full disclosure, folks, Ted and I are both, uh, you know, full believers in uh, the powers of Almighty God. And, and I'm, I'm a professor, professor of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, it, it's just amazing to see how the hand is moving in your life, Ted. I've seen, I've seen it happen. I've seen that happen. And, um, folks, he's been coming on this show for a long time. Michelle and I, uh, say, Hey, uh, this would be a great one to have Ted on for, because I want to talk about this walk up shooting, uh, of the cops there in Los Angeles. Something that has horrified us all. Ted, some people are saying maybe it wasn't anyone black at all. Uh, maybe it was someone who may be supporting Black Lives Matter or, or whatever that that did this. Ted, give us your your, your take on, on on something like what's what's happening here. I, you know, um, I saw that video too, and to me, it looked like a little kid actually. Yeah. yeah. But um, we, we don't. The, the police say that he was dark skinned black fellow between twenty and twenty eight. We don't know because because he had on a mask and all that kind of stuff. 
But whatever it is, and, oh, and I see this other guy out here, he's talking about is a good thing what happened to them because because a lot of sheriff's members here in L.A. are gang members, Hispanic, Latino gang members. Yeah. And they've infiltrated the sheriff's department. And so they're trying to say that's part of some of it, retaliation against the Hispanic, Latino gangs within the sheriff's department. Um, I don't know. Wow. But I do know this, that because of of a lack of leadership on, beha- on behalf of African-American leaders on the liberal side and conservative side, we have this confusion about who black people are in America and what our relationship with law enforcement actually is. You take, for example, 95% of the people protesting out there, Howard and George Floyd, were white kids, young white people, 5% black folks. And the people say, why? I said, because... All of those people and the controversial killings out there, except for one, that one girl, uh, Barana Taylor, I think is her name, they're all thugs. They're yeah. thugs, man. Yeah. There was a time, yes, in America, where the KKK police officers find a black man sitting in the park, walking down the street innocently, and just attack him and beat him and hang him or whatever. Those days are long gone, ladies and gentlemen. They're we, gone. With that, they're gone. these were thugs. Yeah. Every one of them could have been avoided. But because someone had slipped a narrative into black people's mind that because we are black and we suffered slavery and Jim Crow, we have a right to disobey the law and do whatever we want to do. Well, black people said, 95% of said, we disagree with that. That's why we're not out there protesting. If it was truly an innocent uh, situation that, that occurred out there, yeah, we'd be out there. Pro- I'd be out there protesting. Oh, yeah. But we know these are the thugs, the people who terrorize our neighborhood. Absolutely right. Too bad they died that way, but good riddance. I'm sad. That's that they, the mindset. I really am sad, too, that they died that way, Ted. But the fact of the matter is, this is the fact of the matter, folks. George Floyd was high on fentanyl, on fentanyl when he died. Uh, that doesn't mean that he should have had his neck, uh, you know, the cop put his knee on his neck. But it, 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 the situation that occurred happened because of who he was, not because he was black. It happened because of the way he no. had lived his life. Okay, that that's the way that's the way that went down. Do you think now? Now I know Michelle. Uh, I know Michelle's husband. I know half of my town, most of my city is Shreveport. If something like that happened to me, that happened to George Floyd, Ted, I know you would have a a, a worldwide march on the death of C.L. Bryant by a, a cop. I will, if I have to hitchhike, I will be there. But but this this was not because the case. Because you are a citizen. You are minding your business. You are a good guy. We know your character. These dudes are thugs, man. Exactly. It's a whole different story. And folks, we had better not get this part of it twisted because you got folks burning stuff down behind George Floyd. Okay? Understand that. And they've elevated him to the level even greater than Martin Luther King. Really? Really? <laughs> but see... But see, but I don't laugh because it's funny. I laugh because it's sad. But see, this is the level of ignorance that especially us black folks are in. We don't know who we are in the U.S. Constitution. One of the things I'm doing in my demonstration out here as a as the most important matter of black lives is knowing their United States citizenship. The 14th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. I'm teaching the brothers and sisters, when you know this, this is the most substantive matter of your life. You get that straight. Everything you want in America, you can get. 
Are our young people are our young people missing that, Ted? Are our young people missing that one point? And why is that being bred out of our young people, Ted? Why is that very principle that you just mentioned? Is why is it being why why must it be bred out? Talk to us. Well, well, one of the things that happened was back in 1866, when right after the Civil War, when uh, white people fought with white people over black people and the Northern Republican white people beat the Southern Democrat white people and set black people free from slavery, the Northern white people who were Republicans wrote a law, wrote this law for us called the 14th Amendment the Civil Rights Act of 1866, which gave us tremendous power with the White House and everything else, but with the federal government. However, at that time, not Ninety-nine percent of us, naturally, did not know how to read. We couldn't comprehend. We didn't know what was there. So, 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 whenever some white Republicans would come down south to teach black folks how to read, so we could look into the Constitution and see who we are, the Democrats, the KKK, would lynch those white Republicans and black people, anybody else who tried to read. So, over time, we developed within our culture this proverb: If you want to hide something from black people, write it in a book, book. <laughs> or write it in a document. Okay. I remember the old so, folks man, saying that. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember the old folks saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. It's very real. And see, and so and so and so now it's come down to the average average wise black folks we have about a fourth grade uh reading mentality, uh um literacy, average wise, right? However, that's enough, Pastor Reverend uh, C L for you and me. Michelle, as I just talked with some people three minutes ago, the ADOS movement for a long time. It's time for us to launch a campaign that gets black folks awareness as to who we are in the United States Constitution. And that will set in order this whole conversation about reparations. The talk around reparations is basically an emotional conversation because they don't have any facts. And 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 we elders have not taught these things to yeah. our children, and we need to get clever and start teaching them this first principle of what it means to be an American who happens to be black and descendant of the chattel slaves. Ted, I want you to stay with they me through the. Know. I want you to stay with me through the break, uh, and we have about uh, three minutes left in uh, in this segment. I got a question that I want to ask you, and, it, and it's uh, sort of looking down the road a little bit. And there's much more for us to talk about when um, we come back on the other side of the break. And hope you have the time to stay with me, brother. But um, uh, but this is the thing. This is the thing. Let me ask you this: um, Do you see if, if when the president wins? I believe the president's going to win really by landslide, even though the, the polls are saying different. You know, yada yada. But do you see unrest continuing in the streets, whether the president Donald Trump? wins or lose this thing, Ted. And then I want to look at Ted Hayes' picture of America if Biden, and for black America in particular, if Biden should win this election. And Ted, I got to tell you, uh, I'm going to be out, uh, I'm going to have to be coming out here. I'm going to, in fact, I'm going to bring a, a friend of mine out, out to Venice Beach uh, to visit with you and your, 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 your significant other. Uh, with you uh, and the two of you, we'll take you. We'll take the two of you out to dinner. You pick your place, and we'll go there. And um, when you coming? Um, I'll I'll send you a notification as soon as I can nail it down with them as to when we'll be able when I'll be able to do it. But I certainly want to hook up with you and your girl uh, when we um, when I can, when we get out there. Okay. 
Absolutely. All right. Fantastic. Listen, I want to do this, Ted. I want you to start because, man, there's some there's some serious things we got to talk about as far as this topic. Where do we go from yes, November 3rd? So, uh, well, I tell you what, just hold right there. I don't want because I, I know you you like to you like to be detailed in your response. And so I don't want to cut you short. Um, let's let's just do that. Michelle, hold him right there until we come back from break. And hey, I'm C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant show. My guest right now is California. Ted Hayes, my good friend, California, Theodore Ted Hayes. And um, he's out there in Venice Beach. Beautiful man. Venice Beach is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Uh, however, when we were out there, the homeless was invading it, and the business owners were not happy about that. Oh, my God, they weren't happy about that at all. So it's, it's time for me to revisit um, um, Southern Cal, Venice Beach. And uh, I am looking forward to that trip, uh, introducing um, someone new to Ted and his, his girl. And friends, it is going to be a great, great reunion with old Ted Hayes out there in, in California. And it's going to be a fantastic time of discovery of how we might be able to work together going forward in either one. We, we won't be working in the Biden, Biden administration. will never invite us into that camp. I can assure you of that. <laughs> but if the president wins, if the president wins, I'm telling you this, uh, we certainly can be invited into that, that one. And so uh, here we go. Here we go, friends. Uh, help, buck, keep your seatbelts buckled. We'll bring it in for a landing here soon. But uh, until then, it may be a bumpy ride. Even here on the C.L. Bryan Show, where we are building the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation around the globe. Uh, on Red State, the largest talk platform in the nation and the most listened to. Traveling through Times Square, look up above Ripley's. Believe it or not, there you will see uh, the Red State Talk billboard in every hour. The C.L. Bryant Show, 24 hours a day, pops up there in old C.L.'s face. Looking right back at you. About a half block from where they drop, or probably won't drop, the big ball this 21, 2021 New Year. Don't go anywhere. Be back with California Ted Hayes. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. 
mountain high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL back with you on this great day in the USA and uh, what makes it so great the day particularly that's got my friend on the line with me yeah yeah sometimes Ted is a loose cannon and quite frankly uh, Ted I gotta tell you man it, 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 it almost horrified me when I saw that, that picture that you had there without the explanation of the flag being upside down and you standing there with your dark glasses on uh, next to it dressed in your garb as you are I said oh my god what is this Ted what are you doing but anyway man when you explained it and the concept behind it truly our nation is in distress there is no question about it. My guest, uh, California Ted Hayes, is on with me here at the C.L. Bryant Show daily throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe on Red State, Red State Talk, largest talk platform in uh, the nation, most listened to. And right now, Ted, folks are listening to you. I want uh, you to tell us, um, let's expound upon what I had uh, asked you when we left, Ted, uh, we're facing difficult times. Difficult times. Uh, win or lose or draw. What, how do you how do you see this uh, shaping out? Uh, what, what's going to happen in the streets of America? Uh, you you you're dealing with the homeless. You 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 know the streets. You know that you know the streets. But but yes, yet sir. you live in Venice Beach. But <laughs> but tell us this. Yes, tell us this. Tell us what are you seeing for those streets, man? Yes, sir. Um, if 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 uh, uh, Joe Biden wins the elections, the election, um, the, the anarchy will continue. Remember, the Black Lives Matter movement, the anarchy started under what president? Barack mm. Obama. Yeah. And Joe Biden was vice president. And they helped to stoke those fires. They stoked those fires because the socialist agenda through chaos is to upend the American capital enterprise freedom way of life. That is their objective. I've learned from, I used to think I was a socialist in my earlier days. Socialists don't have a, 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 um, a uh, marching order type of a hierarchy. If you're a socialist, you just go out there and do your socialist thing as individuals, create as much chaos as possible, and maybe you'll rise to the rank to become somebody important. So they don't care long as it gets done. So under a Biden administration, yes, there will be an increase of more of this madness. On the other hand, should the president win the, the, the election, I think those Antifa people, et cetera, um, the rest of them will want to get out and really cut the fool and act up uh, and, and, and mar the president's um, accomplishments uh, even more so. Now, however, though, I believe that Unless the president wins by, if he wins by a landslide, you know we're not gonna have a real, real problem. But from what I'm gathering, what they want to do is throw the election into a position where we cannot count the votes up until January 20th, and that's that whole, um, you know, mailing voting by mail. And what that would do, from what I'm hearing, is it would set Nancy Pelosi position to be president on January the 20th until we can get the voting taken care of. Constitutionally, that, that is true. Folks, constitutionally, yeah. that is true. Inauguration Day right. in America is January 20th. That is the day, constitutionally, that we will uh, inaugurate the president of the United States for his next term right. or new term. If that has not been determined, what Ted Hayes is referring to here, 
then the Speaker of the House, which is third in line to the presidency, would become President of the United States until that president is determined. Go ahead, Ted, continue. Right. And, of course, the last time this happened was over black people back in 1776 when Rutherford B. Hayes of the Republican Party and Samuel Tilden of the Democratic Party, neither of them had enough electoral votes to win. And it went on like that for four uh, months, and Ulysses S. Grant had to be the caretaker president until finally when the Democrats made an offer to the Republicans, if you remove the federal troops out of the South back to the garrisons, we will give you the necessary votes to maintain the White House. And we've learned our lesson. We will help the, the Negroes, what they called us, because they know us. We've been with them for 250 years. We don't know them. And we'll handle it. And that was the birth of Jim Crow, of course, and that went on. So we're back at that stage again. However, if the president went by an unquestionable landslide, that, that finishes everything. Now, here's where I come into the picture at. I don't want what I'm getting ready to do to be an October surprise. I really don't. But in the atmosphere of all this racial tension right now, um, I've been trying to work through my two contacts in the White House, these two young white fellows who don't know nothing about this matter at all, to get me to sit down with the president, with my team and his team, eyeball to eyeball, so I can explain to him what's going on on the ground out here and what he can do with his presidential power to really rectify the matter of black lives. As he says, he wants to be the next Abraham Lincoln. They refuse to do so. I've tried with other people who know the president, African-Americans. They haven't done it. So what I'm going to do from my heel here in Venice, I'm going to – I've always sent a letter to the White House about this and put them on notice. I said, look, I'm not against the president. I'm not against my country. But I need to get the president's attention, and I'm going to do it through mass media of the Internet. So what I'm going to do is – and also I've written, I've written a manifesto, a four-page manifesto, to make it very clear to everybody what I'm doing. I'm sending it to the Department of Justice, the Pentagon, of course the White House, the FBI, to the local government. So everybody knows that Ted Hayes is not anti-America. I'm doing the most patriotic thing in this country by raising that flag upside down. I'm going to go to a federal facility or building here in L.A., probably a building. I'm going to go inside and sit in the lobby. And when the security comes and says, it's time to close, sir, you must leave, I will say, I'm not leaving until the president of the United States gives me a call. Now, if that happens and they arrest me, I'm looking at one year in jail, federal pen, if they find me guilty. I'm going to plead not guilty court, but if they find me guilty, I'm one year in jail, um, one year probation, and $2,000 fine. Now, I'm, I'm hoping that with all my friends here in L.A. and others around the country, I just spoke with some people, if we can make up enough noise on the Internet that maybe Mr. Trump will one day turn on his television or whatever, and he'll say, oh, what's going on out there in California? What, what, what is this all about? And then I'll get that call, and I can sit down with the president. And if he does what I'm asking him to do, he will win at least 90% of the black vote in America on the political right and left. He will win that landslide. Well, He'll Ted, win you a know, lot of young people as well. He'll win all the people that march for the matter of the black lives. They'll all vote for him. You know, Ted, you know that I sit on you know that I sit on one of the president's advisory boards, Black, black uh, Voices for Trump. And uh, I'm going to bring this uh, to the attention of our director. 
uh, to see if, in fact, he has you on the radar. And of and course, Katrina Pierce. Yeah, uh, well, Katrina, Katrina, Katrina is the di- director of uh, our campaign for you know that that of that particular campaign. But the director of Black Voices for Trump is a different fellow that you need to know, and. Uh, <laughs> And and so and that's Scott. What's his name, Scott? No, no, no. You don't know this okay. guy. And uh, he's in okay. D.C. He's he's there in the White House. And so I okay. I, I want uh, you to to I'm going to bring you to his attention, and then uh, you all hash it out that way. And so uh, you know, but I'll, I will do that today because this okay. is something that is. Um, I think very interesting. I think it's very interesting. I, I think I think the approach that you're you're making is is purely and vintage Ted Hayes. It's vintage Ted Hayes. This is this is what you do, man. Well, and go ahead, go ahead. Well, Ted, it, talk com- to it. It, it, it comes from the Lord because you know I'm not I'm not that clever. He I, I'm amazed at it myself. To be honest with you. But with this flag upside down, what it does, and all the veterans come by, they salute me right away. We get it, sir. Well, you are absolutely correct. All the veterans salute me on this, right? What does it do is it will unite the political right, the political left. It unites everybody, black, white, brown, red, and yellow. Yes, we're under distress, and here is a way that we're going to be able to get out of it. And I think that the president, if he, if, you know, remember, I, I think I, I shared this with you all before. For a long time, black leadership has argued with the federal government stating this, that while you've done a lot of things to help black people one way or the other, we said, however, you have never acknowledged, he said, they said that by law you enslaved us and by law you Jim Crowed us. Therefore, by law, you have never apologized to us for that. So by law, we cannot have settlement until you do that. Well, lo and behold, surprise, surprise, in 2008, the old racist white man who could not repent wrote a resolution in Congress, 2008, in which the Congress of the United States, on behalf of all white citizens in America, said, I'm paraphrase, we acknowledge the damage we've done to you through slavery, we are sorry for that. We realize that what happened was what you're suffering today was what we did to you yesterday. They said, we apologize. Wow. Will you forgive us? And we would like to reconcile with you. This was one month, July 26, before Barack Obama, who was elected by white people because they believed that he would be able to bring healing and reconciliation between us. He had this document in his hand. Wow. I met a young white lady, uh, a lady out here in Venice one day, and she came up to my billboard. She saw the document, she read it, and she said, you know, we voted for Barack Obama primarily to help black people and to help heal the racial wound in our country. And then she said, and it's been rumored that he, apparently, did he have a document that could have changed things? I said, yes, ma'am, and this is that document, and I'm making it public. The, the Congressional Black Caucus chose also to hide it because they recognized that in the event that this whole attitude change come between white and black people, white people would have said, okay, we've tried to fix why you black people kill each other disproportionately, why you guys go to the things you go to and can't work together. We can't fix that. Y'all can fix it. But what do you want from us that we may reconcile? Is it reparations? How do you want it? What do you want? African-Americans wow. don't know what to do. That's why they always focus on the police, thugs, and white racism instead of really explaining to black people who we are. And if Mr. Trump 
The reason why it's called H.R. 194 simple, because it needs presidential signature. If Mr. Trump signs this document, as he signed the 400-year document, my gosh, I believe he'll pull at least 90% of the black vote. Amazing. Well, you know, Ted, uh, he's definitely going to swing, uh, and, and we're projecting. We, he had 8% in the last election. We're projecting 14 to 18% of the black vote, which, of course, would give him a McGovern-like landslide uh, over uh, Biden if that were to occur, because it would mean that other blacks then stayed home and they would not be voting for Biden. That's that's our hope, uh, and that's what we're seeing trending. I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to be able to share that uh, with all of America. What you're saying uh, is absolutely feasible, Ted. Those figures could be astronomical, but we're definitely seeing uh, at least another 8% increase in the black vote. Ted, you know, uh, over the years that uh, we have known each other, after we have uh, talked and everything, man, uh, and, and Michelle and I, we, we talk about this sometimes, oh, of the various personalities and so forth that have been on this show and all of the things that has led to uh, here as far as uh, the growth of the show and, and everything is concerned. Uh, I see that we're all in one, one in all, uh, I find myself saying so many things that I've heard you say and pointing to so many references that uh, I've, I've heard you reference. And I, I hear people uh, re- quoting my film and I heard, hear people uh, quoting things that I, I have said in my sermons and so forth. And Ted, uh, it, it is uh, an American family, isn't it? Uh, we are experiencing uh, a family uh, pains and, and, and things in our family, but it appears there's people who would like to see our family torn apart, Ted. It, it doesn't just seem like a, a, a family squabble that we're having anymore. And we've had family squabbles uh, since we've been in America. Uh, since the Constitution was was ratified, we've been we've had family squabbles. And you talk about uh, how those seven hundred and fifty thousand white men uh, lost their lives uh, yes. because of a family Over squabble. Us. Over because yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 we've lost that. We've we've lost that perspective. But who are these people who would want to tear the family apart, Ted? And I only have about three minutes, but start on that. And I got to bring you back when I come back live next week. Talk to me. Absolutely. Well, what I would rather focus on, other than the, the, the instead of people who are trying to divide us, I'd like to focus on those who really want to see us together. And talk about it, Ted. Country. Go ahead and talk about when, it. When the George Floyd thing happened, 95% of the people who were demonstrating hollering Black Lives Matter, check it out, y'all, were young white kids, white, privileged young people. And they gave up. Because there was no leadership and no direction. I talk to them all the time about this, right? So what I've been sharing with them about their white privilege, and they accept that. I said, stop being ashamed of your white privilege. Stop being ashamed of that. Your mom and dad worked hard for you to have a good education and a good life. Now take that privilege that you have been granted, built on the back of chapter slavery. You say you want to make it right? Here, help us to resolve these matters of black lives with what you have heard from your parents, and you will make them very proud of you because you are doing something that they could not do, though it was in their hearts to do it, and here is your opportunity. And see how I believe... That if we can marshal, again, all those young white kids and non-black young people out there who've been blessed into this movement, my brother, we will drive out of this country automatically the element that wants to see us divided. As they say, turn on the light. 
<laughs> That's beautiful, baby. Let me ask you this. Uh, tell folks how to get in touch with you if they want to support you. How do they do that? you got two and a half minutes. Talk about it. Okay, go to mattersmattersofblacklives.com, mattersofblacklives.com, or you could just go, just go to mattersofblacklives.com, and there you see all the information, okay? Matters, mattersofblacklives.com. Matters of blacklives.com matters of blacklives.com go there and see what Oak said that includes that includes all lives all lives matter. You better All believe lives it. lives matter because black lives matter. You better believe it. And so go there and check it out. I'm encouraging you to do it. Go there and check it out. I'm sure that you will be intrigued with the thoughts that come from the mind of my hey, friend. Hey, hey, and please, y'all, if you can help me with some GoFundMe funds. Y'all can send me some funds. I would, it would really help our cause. Tell them about that, the- Ted. That's what, that's what I'm giving okay. you a platform for. Tell them about it, dude. All right, guys, go to my GoFundMe page, Matters of Black Lives, uh, uh, GoFundMe, and you'll see where you can where you can contribute because we can really use your help, America. Ted Hayes. Ted Hayes, California thank you, Ted, thank you so much for being on. God bless you and keep you continue to fight the good fight. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank hey, you. Thank you, my brother. We're together, man. We're together. All right, Michelle, bless you. Talk to you All soon. All of you. Bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my buddy, uh, California Ted Hayes. Michelle had rounded him up earlier today and had called and said, um, "Should uh, is this what you want?" And hey, perfect. Whenever he's on, it's good. Sometimes uh, when Ted's uh, dealing or wanting to, uh, I mean, when he's on the warpath. I mean, when he's really on the warpath, he was he was um, he was on the warpath, but he wasn't. I'll have him on one of these days when he is just totally raving. <laughs> it is always great radio. I mean, the the the, the texts and emails and uh, tweets and stuff, especially when I promote it. I didn't promote it today on Twitter the way I should have. Ah, you know what? Uh, we should have promoted it big time uh, on on the. Uh, on the on the Twitter feed, or uh, had shot it out through maybe Facebook, and then FreedomWorks pick it up or something. Or five million a year out, they would hear it out there. I don't know, but anyway, uh, go to FreedomWorks.org, FreedomWorks.org, and become a part of the largest grassroots organization in the nation. Follow us on Facebook at FreedomWorks and uh, join the five million who are on our Facebook page. Follow me, uh, C.L. Bryant, uh, my public page. I have a couple of pages on uh, Facebook and on Twitter at Rev R E V R E V at Rev. C.L. Bryant. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Back home stretch. Just a minute. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
concern to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. CL back with you on a fantastic day, a great day in the USA. Folks, I am so, so refreshed. Uh, you know, I, had, I hadn't had a, for the first time in a very, very long time, I am rested. I am rested. And, uh, and I'm not just talking about physically. My mind is rested. And there's some things that I have been able to uh, release and some things I have been able to let go of and, uh, and move forward. And the Lord has allowed me to have this peace. Uh, he's uh, sending me people and to uh, help me, bless me, love me, and care you know, about uh, surround surround me with that and and um, there's a certain uh, I was telling a, a friend of mine uh, the other night there's a certain uh, joy that I have uh, again and and um, it's 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 beginning to uh, cause me to breathe and live again and I'm so glad about that but in the midst of that happening what's sad is that America the land that I love is seemingly f- wanting to destroy itself. And as I started talking about this with California Ted, with Ted Hayes, who was my, my guest, always, always a great, great um, guest on the show. Agree, agree, disagree, love him, hate him, whatever. Ted is going to say what's on his mind his American mind, and Ted is in his unique self, one of the most unique guys. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and, and then he's in this setting where his type of uniqueness is, is common. But anywhere else, Ted is just, you know, uh, different, totally different. But I really, really like his company and uh, enjoy his company and his conversation. And Ted headed out that way pretty soon, man. Headed out that way pretty soon. And uh, uh, making introductions and all that type of thing to you. And Venice Beach. Love Venice. Love Southern. You know, I love Southern California. It's just the nuttiest place on earth. At least in America. Maybe not the nuttiest place on earth. Amsterdam's probably the nuttiest place on earth. Yeah. But. Um, Los Angeles is, and the suburbs and the people can be very interesting. If you just sit and people watch on Venice Beach, you can do it all day long. And oh my God, which is, Venice Beach, as most of you may or may not know, is also had been called back in the day Muscle Beach. And so, uh, you know, you have people out there who are, you know, into, into their bodies in Southern California. And then, you know, you have... Um, it's it's just 
you should go if you've never been. I know you hear all these bad things about California, yada yada yada, you know. And, and yeah, the politics in California is 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 crazy. You don't want to live there, but they got some really good things. They got some really really nice things there in the beaches. Hey, second to none. Well, here we are coming to the end of, of this program, coming to the end of, the, of this show. I opened the show by applauding, lauding the President of the United States in creating a situation where peace is possible throughout the Middle East where most of the children of Abraham most of the descendants of Abraham call their ancestral home we're all well there are some sects of Judaism that you know (laughs) much different but anyway they still claim Abraham but they're don't have enough time to get into all of that but if he can bring this accord and and appears that this accord has come about and you know what's going to be interesting is to see what the democrats say negative about this i want to know what chuck schumer who is Jewish and the minority leader in the Senate, I want to know what Chuck Schumer is going to say, if anything. I'm not saying that Chuck is going to say anything negative. I hadn't seen it yet, but I'm sure we're about to. I want to know what he is going to say, they can't say anything positive because uh, according to some polls, the national polling is now a dead heat, which means that Trump is way ahead because of those who have really left the Democrat Party remaining silent when the pollsters call them they are saying yeah undecided look so look in the undecideds that's where you'll see landslide in the undecideds that's where you are going to see land that slide because most of those undecideds when called by the pollsters and I've done a little polling myself I used to work for a polling company uh, some years ago up in we uh, we our territory is up in Little Rock and um, usually when those undecideds and, and, and this is how it winds up sometimes as undecided You'll sit there and you ask them that question. Well, you know, you know, who are you likely to vote for? Whatever other questions uh, phrased or asked. They'll, you'll hear them actually say, well, 
uh, yeah, kind of like uh, Trump, but I, you know, I'm kind of undecided. They'll say it like that. They don't want to go on record as saying they like Trump. They don't want us to go on record. But um, that's your undecideds. Which means that they lean that way. But they didn't want to go on record as having said and committed to leaning that way. So, what's the deal then? Here's the deal. When you look in that undecided vote, not all of the undecideds, but I would say 80% of that undecided vote is decided and they're not wanting to say they've decided. Because, see, it's easy to say if you're a, a true believer in Joe Biden, I'm voting Joe. But that's why Bernie Sanders is so scared right now is because Bernie had enthusiasm for Bernie's campaign. He saw enthusiasm for Ocasio-Cortez's campaign. But, but, there's no enthusiasm for Joe's campaign. I've told you, I have purposely looked as I drive down the streets of my town for Joe Biden stickers. I have purposely looked in yards that I pass by, which are usually politically explosive. I have usually looked and seen uh, presidential especially 50 days out. Oh my goodness. Uh, after labor day. Oh my goodness. Uh, people are, decl- people, you know, there's signs, uh, yard signs begin to fill up after I see local elections and I see local candidates signs, but no Biden. Pre- I see Trump signs. Oh yeah. I see, I see Trump signs everywhere. Of course, that's not uncommon here in my, in my neck of the woods. But I see no Biden signs, which means that people aren't enthusiastic. They may vote for him, but they don't want people to know they did. If a pollster calls, they want to help the cause, they want to help the team, they'll tell them that they're voting for Joe, but they won't tell you. And they certainly won't put it in their yard to let anybody passing by know that they were stupid enough to vote for Joe. If it turns out that Joe loses the election. They don't want people to know that they were stupid enough to vote for Joe. Trump supporters, we're going down with the ship. If it goes. And I don't believe it will. In fact, I believe that the margin of win and I think God is going to, I believe God is going to grant us this kind of grace. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that God will grant us this kind of grace. I'm hoping that on election night, the margin of victory will be so uh, apparent and profound that there's no question as to America's desire. 
Oh, they're going to say that, oh, he rigged the vote and all that. No, no. I, 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 it, it will be God saying to you, wake up. Understand, you've been spared. I've been gracious again. Spared you from Hillary. What do you want to do? You want to march in Joe Biden who wants to produce to you Kamala Harris. If God stops this and gives us grace again, as he did when he allowed us to elect someone's totally unlikely, then you need to wake up because judgment has to come if you don't. Sort of like children of Israel kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on and kept on until they were in captivity. America, you can too. You can keep on and keep on and keep on until we lose our liberty. And in our own uh, way, be captive to a socialist state. The socialist Democrats have made it plain what their intentions are. Their ticket, Joe Biden, who's wishy-washy Joe, and Kamala Harris have made it plain who they are in allegiance with. And it is the socialist left-wing party, part of the Democrat Party. Nancy Pelosi has lost total control. Wake up, America. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire. Hey, Pitts, Philadelphia, I'm headed your way, coming your way. Utah, be out there with you soon. May God bless and keep you all. I'm just a pilgrim on this road.